everyone going live here to talk about hormones and fitness and how these two impact each other. Your hormones have so much to do with obviously your health and how you feel every day, whether it's PCOS, preventing diabetes, it's your sleep, all of those are run by hormones. So this is, a, I'm really excited to have this discussion with Kyra um, from Kyra Williams Fitness. And uh, she's gonna join me in a minute here and talk about realistic steps, things that you can do yourself uh, you know, from home, whether it's virtual training or possibly at a gym or even just for free in your own backyard and your own communities. So uh, hopefully you can walk away with this with lots of things that you can implement yourself. I think the beautiful thing about hormone health is that you can impact it with um, these simple strategies at home. So. Okay, so she's joining me here. And if you have any questions, you could drop them in the comment section here. I'm gonna pin a comment. Hello. Hi. Wonderful. Okay, I'm just gonna pin a comment here. So questions, uh, drop them here. We can drop or we can answer them as we go, if that's okay with you. Yeah, totally. Okay, awesome. Um, Great. Okay. I'm so excited about this discussion about how movement and fitness impacts your hormones in so many good ways, but also there's some things we want to be aware of that could possibly negatively impact your hormones. So um, I, take a second, just introduce yourself to my audience who doesn't know you um, and what you do. All right, guys. Um, I'm Kira Williams, and um, I, well, I'm still Kira Williams, even though I got married last week. Yes, <laughs> yes, she's a newlywed. Oh, I see Jessica's on. Hey, girl. Um, so I have been, well, let's start back before I became a personal trainer, because mm -hmm. um, when I was in my early 20s, I had just graduated from college, and I mean, I ate like a college kid, right? It was like mac and cheese and like potato chips and cheap wine and but um i felt terrible mm -hmm. I had no energy um i like ripped the inseam of my jeans all the time like and i was i've had like i lacked confidence basically um and i was so sick of going through life like that so i and this was i mean this was 18 years ago so <laughs> back then I didn't know what to do. And so, and I knew my mom had, she lost weight at one point when I was growing up. So I just asked her, I'm like, hey, what should I do? Um, she's like, well, you just exercise and count, count your calories and just make mm -hmm. sure you're than you, than you take in. And I was 22. Of course that worked. It worked like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I pounds pretty easily. Um, and I continued to work out. I didn't, I did not eat healthy y'all. Um, I just made sure that I, I would count my calories and I would eat a thousand calories a day. I know, I know. Mm. So when I see people do that, it hurts my heart, but so many people just, I mean, I didn't know. And you understand so, where they're coming from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And others just don't know. Um, so Anyhow, a bunch of time passes, and I I read this book. It's called The Eat Clean Diet by Tosca Reno. And basically, the, the whole premise behind it is pairing protein with your carbs. Mm. And 
balancing your blood sugar. I mean, I didn't realize that that was what I was doing when I was doing it. I just followed the diet. And then, then I started strength training. Okay. So at that point, my weight did not change, but my body changed. Mm, yes. I had to get all new clothes. And, um, and I fell so deeply in love because at that point, all I had ever done is like, I ran half marathons. I went to spin class. Um, so I was very active and I, and I started eating more than a thousand calories a day. <laughs> Thank goodness. That, that was just not like, it was like, okay, that got me to my goal and mm -hmm. but I'm hungry. Um, and so I started eating clean. I started, you know, pairing my proteins with carbs. I started strength training. My body completely changed. I fell in love with fitness. And that was in 2008 when we went, we had the recession mm -hmm. and I lost my job. And so I was like, you know what? I am going to become a personal trainer. And so I did. And it's been 12 years of um, personal trainer. I have like I said, I've run half marathons. Um, I did a few bikini competitions, which was, I'm glad I had the experience. Wow. Yes. Far too restrictive for me personally. Um, and now, I mean, now I do, I compete in CrossFit. I compete in weightlifting. Um, I'm going to start dabbling in powerlifting here soon. Yay, um, cool. because, yeah. Like lifting weights y'all is my passion and awesome. I want to, with you guys i love that i love that there's definitely this especially with the from the female mindset of if i lift weights like i'm immediately gonna look like the incredible hulk and um i'm sure you'd have a couple things to say about that that's just not true no <laughs> right no. <laughs> <laughs> if no, only people put on muscle that quickly and we i mean our body structure just does not for a female, our body structure doesn't allow for that. Our hormone profile does not allow for that. Good point. Um, so we don't. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so one of the things that you just, you touched on about um, balancing protein and carbohydrates. So like our macros are protein, fat, and carbohydrate. And by having them in balance at your meals, you're ready right there impacting hormones in the body because insulin is a hormone in the body and that is being secreted after you consume a meal. So your hormone levels will change just alone based on what you're eating. They'll also be impacted as to whether or not you're eating in a stressful situation or if you're eating in a, you know, you're taking a break to eat lunch and you're focusing on it and thinking about what you like about it. So just even that piece that's not even exercise related is already touching on impacting your hormones in a positive way. So thanks for saying that. So as far as movement goes, okay, so we're going to talk about this in three different layers. And the first was about impacting your hormones through through day to day movement. So I believe it's referred to as neat movement. Can you talk about why we want to up our neat and what that looks like? So when we think about, you know, burning calories, right, um, burning off our energy, we actually, like, let's say you work out for an hour and a half a day, which would be a lot for most people, yeah. um, you actually burn more calories throughout the rest of your day than you do those 90 minutes. Like, yeah. um, that's, that's not common. And I don't necessarily suggest that I'm just giving you throwing that out there as like sure. something that 
would be a lot. Um, but you burn more calories in the rest of your day because of NEAT. So NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So it's the calories that you burn, like walking around, talking with your hands, fidgeting with stuff, <laughs> water bottle, writing, you know, all of that stuff burns calories. And so I think about it like my, so my boyfriend or my husband. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Um, so my husband, he is like, he's a very tall, long limbed person and he is just naturally very thin. But that man just fidgets and moves around mm. all the time constantly moving and I think about like yes Jessica my husband um I think about people like that versus um like the people that you know who are just kind of more like sluggish they kind of like frump, like frump over in their desk you know and like they don't really move around a lot like think about like those two profiles of people mm -hmm. a person that's constantly like moving around fidgeting um those are the people who that's that's the non-exercise activity that we're talking about here yeah um so that is such a huge i mean that's that's the most activity that you're gonna have really in your day probably like even comparing the desk job cubicle individual or commuter individual who's stuck in their car versus the person who is maybe doing something more hands-on through especially like throughout their day which is the at least the, when I think about it, the reason why thinking about neat and movement is so important because so many people are confined to a desk for a big chunk of their day. So then what do we do after we finally log off and stand up from our desk? You know, if we go from desk to couch, we're not getting any sort of, we're not upping our neat. We're not ruining our metabolism basically by sitting all day long. Right. So, you know, doing well, I mean, here's an example. When I was most of my try most of my clients I work with online. Um, I do most of my coaching online. But there right before COVID, I just kept getting all these personal training clients. Like they just kept falling into my lap and and I couldn't know. And so at one point I was I was working anywhere between four and eight hours a day as a personal trainer. So I'm down, you know, I'm in the gym, I'm picking up weights, I'm handing people weights, mm -hmm. I'm getting into positions, I'm constantly moving around. Girl, I could not eat enough. I bet. <laughs> um, because like, I mean, like, I was just burning so many calories and I actually got so lean mm. um, that I lost my period. Wow. Um, just I had very little body fat because when I'm telling, like, I couldn't eat enough, like, I just couldn't eat enough because that's how many calories I was blowing through. So, you know, you think about these people who are, like, um, who are, like, work for moving companies um, or, like, you know, I know, like, nurses are constantly walking around and moving and taking care of their patients and they, people like that really have to make sure they eat a lot because mm -hmm. they're blowing through calories. It's wild. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, we can go, there's that, there's that far realm, yeah. our realm of, you know, desk job, commute, couch, we yes. want somewhere in between that. Um, you know, so if you can, if you do have a desk job, you know, you have a little bit more control where you can, maybe you get a standing desk. Yes. Maybe 
who set a timer on your phone every hour on the hour to get up and just like, you know, do a stretch or like do five air squats or walk to the water cooler and get more water and then go to the bathroom, like something like that. All of those things count. They make a huge difference. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I know I, with COVID, a lot of my patients at least went from, even if they worked in a cubicle in an office, they'd at least like get up and go talk to coworkers and move around, or maybe they walked around the block during their breaks to working from home and they, they lost that completely. They didn't move around as much as they, you may be like from the kitchen to back to their, back to their desk. But people, they said that last or over the last two years, the average weight gain was 30 pounds from COVID with people who took this individual, this specific survey. And I believe a lot of that one is due to stress and the hormones that come from the stress, of course, but the lot we the loss of movement, a lot of us, you know, lost from being at home all day long. Um, and just like you mentioned, those little pieces, just doing little air squats or um, going out and getting your meal, like the, those count and it does increase your metabolism. It changes how much you count cal for calories you're burning that day. So, yeah, it's, and like I said, that's the biggest piece, you know, you can do a formal workout every day, but if you just go right back into sitting, then you're doing yourself a disservice. It's still great, but you're doing yourself, yourself a disservice. Yes. We think yeah. about, um, you know, our ancestors, they mm -hmm. have, go out and like actively go get their food yes um well nowadays it's like now we can just go we can have food delivered so it like having to go out and having to go to the grocery store you know like in the way that they do things in europe they don't have mm -hmm. refrigerators they have to go to the bread market they go to the meat man they go to the cheesemonger and then they go to the vegetable right so you different. have yes. all these places to go gather your food no you're not hunting anymore yeah this is still like a way that people do it in modern day society you have to go to all these different places to go bring your food back to your home and then you cook your food whereas like here in america we're gearing towards having people deliver your food for you so you don't even have to go you don't even have to leave your house to have food brought to you yeah that's what the food industry wants yes but like it's doing it's doing horrible things to us as a society. You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. We remove a lot of the mindfulness piece to it as well. Um, yeah, because there's so much that more that goes into buying your food and then also making it as well. So which is neat. Cooking yeah. part of neat. You're right. You're right. Anything you'd um, recommend just as a for the individual that is working from home, that is at a desk, like what would be your one tip for them to get started with upping their need? Like any specific place that you would part that you'd recommend they start with? Yes. Um, I have a client doing this right now. Um, set your set a timer on your alarm on your phone every hour on the hour. If it's not every hour on the hour, if that's unrealistic for you, every mm -hmm. hour, just set an alarm on your phone for every hour to get up and just, just stand up. Yes. Stand up and move around, make it last for 90 seconds. Yes. And then get right back into it. 
Yeah, I'll add also from a holistic perspective is a lot of people have a difficult time doing that. They feel like they're in the, they're in a, um, they're on a roll, like working on whatever project it is that they're zoned into on their computer or at their desk. But stepping away, research shows, will make you more productive the rest of your day versus powering through and not taking any sort of break. So stepping away, allowing your brain to focus on something else for a few minutes and then coming back. Again, even if it was just uh, standing up and even doing like a meditation minute on your phone, uh, it's really good for brain health and it breaks that cycle of stress, which is a hormone related cycle. So yay. Okay. That's great. So now I want to talk about, um, so just, that was just like general movement. We want to move more throughout our day. It'd be great if we can get out of our house as well and get exposure to sunlight and get our neat in that way, but just standing up at our desk would be great. So let's talk about adding in the layer of strength, like building muscle mass to support hormone health. Um, so for people who aren't currently doing anything strength related, what would you recommend? Like what's your, someone who's like, you know what, I really probably need to get into strength, building that muscle mass, not always just focusing on fat loss. Uh, where would you recommend that they start? Well, I would, I would backtrack just, just a bit and yeah. say that if you are not doing any formal activity, um, you don't have that like hour of your day or half hour of your day planned on your calendar every week. Plan it just like Monday, mm -hmm. Wednesday, Friday from Love that. Uh, 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Or from 6 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Just something Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Just plug that in and do whatever you want. Because I know that when people like think about like going to the gym or strength training, they get intimidated and overwhelmed. So I would say yes. the very first step is just plan that, you know, that half an hour, three days a week, whatever works for you and do whatever you want. If that means that you go to the gym and you take a spin class or mm -hmm. And you get on the elliptical because that's what I did. I was very, very scared of the gym. And so I elliptical or if that means that you go for a walk in your neighborhood. The intent behind this is not a specific program. The intent behind this is to get you doing formal activity, not just like, oh, well, I did laundry for a half an hour. So does that yeah. oh, like we, we want to yes. talk want to gear you up towards towards you know doing a, a specific routine but we have to start by just creating the habit of formal activity i love that yeah and, and then from there once we have that routine in um getting into strength training can be i mean i totally get it i was super overwhelmed i was super scared so oh, what i, I um, I started, I hired a personal trainer. I had two personal trainers in the beginning phase of this. At that point in my life, I had been doing, I had been doing yoga. I had been doing spin classes and I was, I ran a lot. Um, and I was like, but I want muscle. So, um, and for me, like there's so many other benefits that we're going to talk about y'all. But for me, it was like totally a vanity thing. And I was like, I just want muscles. Like I, you know, mm. do I had to live. And that's okay. Yeah. 
Absolutely. It's totally okay. Um, I mean, still to this day, I'm like, Hey y'all, I like, I'm trying to get a bigger butt, you know, like, <laughs> I own that. there's nothing wrong with it. There um, are so many benefits to having more muscle. It just makes so many things in life so much easier. I actually, I'm, I'm a long distance runner and I went from like most of my, when I would train for like a marathon running, maybe like five days a week to running three because I would do strength training in between. And it made my runs on those opposite days, like effortless. It was, I've never experienced anything like it. I wish I had started sooner, but it just makes so many other things in life easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, uh everything like moving just moving stuff around if you want to if you want to get something like you mentioned um before this call like if you need to move your couch like you yeah. want couch you don't have to ask somebody else to do it um, no. anything like i'm like carrying all my luggage through the airport and it's just not a problem it's fine i can carry this um and that you know creates more confidence and more empowerment ourselves yes. and you know, for those of you guys who have not experienced that yet, I can't wait for you to experience. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, but so hiring a personal trainer, hiring a personal trainer is, you know, can be extremely helpful. Um, but the one problem, well, there's two problems with hiring a personal trainer. One is it's expensive. When I worked at a gym, it cost $65 an hour to work with me. I did that for about a year and a half. And I was like, I'm too, I'm too inaccessible for people. Mm. That's why I started writing workouts for people online. That was just kind of an accident, you know, because people are like, Hey, you're a personal trainer. Now can you write me workouts? And then I ended up creating a whole website for, for that. But can be very expensive, which is why I offer online personal training. I write workout programs for my clients all over the world. There was wow. of every single exercise um, and accountability and check-ins and all that stuff. But the other downfall to hiring a personal trainer is, I mean, that means that you have to live in a place where you have a personal trainer close to you because not everybody lives in a city. Um, it might mean that you have to travel. It might mean that the like one personal trainer in your town just doesn't have time for you or your schedule, mm-hmm. you know, have conflicts, or maybe you're somebody who needs to be able to work out at five o'clock in the morning and your trainer, you know, can't sh- seem to wake up to show up at 5am for you. So mm-hmm. kind of the downfalls in which case, um, and, you know, doing something like you work with me or if you have somebody else out there that, you know, gra- you feel like you gravitate more towards work with them um, or, you know, shoot, do like an on-demand video. You know, oh, the- my gosh. There's so much out there now. Yeah, absolutely. But I would say that especially for individuals who are um don't feel comfortable in a gym which is that's completely normal i definitely didn't feel comfortable in a gym with weight training um i I find it really intimidating there's so much to learn when it comes to to strength training depending on what what what, um, avenue you're going to use um so if it's going to get you into a gym faster than you know you thinking about it and not being comfortable like maybe it is that's an investment in your health and maybe it absolutely is worth it um I personally have had 
a lot of injuries and I'm also hypermobile. And so I really need someone to like, modify things so that it like fits what my body can functionally do or pivot when something isn't working. And so, yes, I agree that you're mentioning like the, there is a cost associated with it, um, but it's, it is such a great investment at least even short term to learn some things and then spread your wings and fly. And uh, when your confidence is higher and then you have someone to reference when you do have questions. Yes. And I mean, I try, you know, there is, there is that personal touch of being in person. Um, but like, I always ask my clients to film videos and send them to yeah. me. Um, because you know, they're like, well, you know, I want to learn how to back squat. And so, you know, Ooh. we, I send them videos, they send me videos, um, because like you said, there's, there's a lot to learn. Um, and so, you know, getting the form right, learning the technique of certain things, um, you know, that's all stuff like that will reduce your risk of injury and help you enjoy it more. True. Um, but I mean, and then there's like, there's so many, there's like macro level and there's micro level, like micro level being like, you know, is my, is my squat, like, how's my squat looking? Or like, am I compensating, um, with my quads and not using my glutes enough? So there's like that micro level, but then there's the macro level of, okay. Um, to, you know, know be be fit have my hormones be in check um and be able to move pain-free then you might be someone who's a great candidate for strength training twice a week versus mm -hmm. me and says like i want i want a six-pack and i want like my delts to you know be striated um those like lines on the delts like that person might that's going to be a lot of diet, but that person is going to be somebody who's probably going to be in the gym strength training five or six days a week. A very good uh, way to set up that realistic expectation of outcome. Yeah. Um, we had a question there. Do we want to take it now? Yeah. So someone asked what exercise should we do at the menopause phase? I will add just like a hormone piece from what we know um, and at least what I have also seen in practice is that there is often this um, awakening transition that happens at menopause and um, a lot of it comes from insulin resistance. So the blood sugar balance piece of it. So nutrition can play a huge role there. Um, and that's also when women start to gain more weight instead of like in their butt and thighs, they start to gain it more around their midsection where that's typically where men would gain their weight, like a, a, a beer belly. Um, and that is a sign of insulin resistance. So again, that is all about blood sugar balance. And so that comes down to the first level of the neat piece, moving more in your day and especially moving after meals. So you eat lunch, that'd be a great time to go for a 10 minute walk. That has shown that instead of your blood sugar skyrocketing after a meal and then plummeting because of the insulin response, it doesn't rise as high. Okay, that reverses it, um, insulin resistance and reverses diabetes and pre-diabetes, which is a great thing. Um, so I would say that, do you wanna add anything about um, like strength versus cardio versus type of exercise with um, menopause? 
Yes, for sure. Um, this is a crucial time to be strength training for sure. Um, because, you know, when we are women who are entering and are in menopause, um, constantly doing intense exercise can be way like the worst thing that you can possibly do. It can, you know, just jack up your hormones even more. Mm. Um, so I would say at that point, you know, doing more strength training, just that like linking breath with movement and, mm -hmm. you know, it can be intense in like, you know, you're doing chest press and you're like, oh, this is like, this is really hard. But then you do your set of 10 intense reps and then you relax and then you go back. And so your reps feel intense, but the workout as a whole, is it super mm -hmm. intense? You're not going to like your, your pump classes where you're just moving and moving and moving. Yes. And you're like, and you walk out a sweaty mess. Yes. We don't want that at this time. We want. I always describe that like the being chased by a bear type of exercise. You know, we don't, we don't want the body at that point to feel like we're in danger, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like what, what you mentioned about the strength piece of it, like reps and then a break makes the body right. feel safe. I mean, I look, I think of strength training at this point as kind of like yoga for me. Mm. Um, it's like, all right, oh, yes. and it's hard. The weight's heavy, but I'm not like gasping for breath. And I don't walk out of the gym going, I don't have any more energy left for my day. Like we, that is not that's not the goal here. The goal is to add muscle. And here's the other thing too. The more muscle you have on your body, the more sensitive to insulin you are. Yeah. So, cause it gives like, when you have all that muscle on your body, it gives the glycogen a place to go. Yeah. They do said like fat is more, um, like is hormonally charged basically is kind of a, a way to, to describe it. So having more muscle mass is, it's going to benefit you in so many ways. So yeah. So I would, I, at least that's what I would recommend. So if, if I was seeing a patient who is, um, maybe gaining weight around menopause, that would be my focus. Like definitely sleep quality, really important for that blood sugar balance, stress management. Again, we're not going to get rid of all of our stressors, but what are we taking on that we can get off of our plate and also build in? Um, I don't like to use the word self-care as much as I used to before, because I feel like self-care has become this like rescue thing. It's just more like building in things to your day that like really fill your cup. Um, and then the, the, the movement piece, just generally moving more and then building in the strength piece. And we can also think too of movement as being sympathetic Versus parasympathetic. Sympathetic being the getting chased by a bear, um, uh, fight or flight, and then parasympathetic, the rest and digest. And we're constantly spending our time in this sympathetic mode with our exercise. Like we're constantly going for runs. We're constantly showing up for group exercise where everybody is like, you know, the group exercise teacher is like, okay, everybody, we want to keep going. Yeah. Until you die. <laughs> yeah. 
stressed me out right there. Um, but you can you can lift and you can walk and you can do these these activities that are very like it's it's parasympathetic, it's rest and digest, it's calm. So when you have a ton of stress going in your life, this is not what you want. You want this. Yes. You want that parasympathetic mode. And so you can walk into the gym and you can do your lifting routines and link breath and movement and make it meditative and build muscle, but also reduce stress. So who would you say the high intensity bits are good for? Like, who do you recommend those pieces for? Because there is a place for the high intensity piece and that, that stress on our cardiovascular system is good. Mm-hmm. So, but not good for people who are, have too much on their plate, are very overwhelmed. There is a lot of hormonally going on, but who is it good for or who do you recommend it for? Um, I mean, as long as you feel like you've got all those other things in check, um, whether, you know, you feel like it or, you know, you know, from getting blood work done, um, if all those things are in check, I mean, let's go. Um, <laughs> so the great thing about, um, increasing your intensity is so like when you are, if you are just starting, so, cause we can't like say a 10 is a 10 for everybody. Mm. So or um, rate of perceived exertion. So if you are brand new to exercise, going for a brisk walk is gonna feel like a 10 for you. Going like a br- going for a brisk walk is gonna feel like about a six for me. So our, you know, people are like, oh, power yoga. You know, power yoga might be really intense and might like kind of mess you up if your hormones are jacked up or whatever. But for me, like I'm exhausted today. Um, I went mm. because for me, Power yoga is a six. It's not a 10 for me. Um, So what happens is when you start getting into, you increase your intensity and you increase it a little more, what felt like a 10 for you at one point in your life is now an Mm -hmm. eight. It's now a six for you. So it's really helpful for that um, because it just increases your baseline. And so it it makes the basic functions of life so easy. Yes. Um, you know, you can be like, I can go, you know, I, I did a tour, a walking tour in New Orleans. It was hot um, with my family. And like, it was nothing for me. Whereas like, it was a little bit more for others who aren't as conditioned as I am. Mm-hmm. And so for that purpose it's excellent so increasing your baseline um it i mean it burns fat honestly because the high intensity piece yes yeah absolutely um assuming that you are in a good place hormonally um because even though it burns more calories from carbs than it does from fat when you start increasing your intensity. So you think, well, I, sh- I mean, what's the point? Like I'm burning more fat if I'm doing lower intensity, but mm. you are burning more calories overall when you are yeah. doing burpees and like squat jumps and like plyometrics, like, you know, jumping lunges, you're burning more calories overall. So you end up burning more calories from from fat, you end up burning more fat than you do just simply stored carbohydrates in your body. Yeah. Um, 
there's that aspect of it as well. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of, at least what I've heard from working with people who have want, you know, want to lose weight is they think, okay, how can I burn like the most and make the biggest impact? But you really also want to think about it sustainably is the most sustainable thing that you can do to up how many calories, like help out your metabolism in a day for how many calories you burn just from moving. If it's going to be that walk around your neighborhood and not something high intensity, and that seems more approachable, like that's really what you want to, I would say, start with like that baseline of just again general more movement. And then you can build in the strength training piece of it and build in the high intensity piece of it. Um, but you don't have to go from zero to a hundred. And that's another thing too, is, you know, when you think about bringing more intensity into your workouts, you can, you do it in intervals. First of all, like on the micro level, you do it in intervals. You cannot sustain a sprint for more than like 30 seconds. <laughs> um, I mean, you can't, and that's always kind of like, I'm, I'm spinning certified, but like, I, that's always something that drives me crazy. Like if I ever go to spin classes now, I'm just like, we cannot sprint for 90 seconds. <laughs> like that is just, it's <laughs> um, you cannot do like an all out. You can do like an 80% for like 90 seconds, but you can't go all out for 90 seconds. It's like, stop it. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Nor do I want to. Yeah. No. So you do, anyhow, you do it in intervals. So you would do like a, like a 20 second, a quick 20 second burst. And then you rest for like two, three minutes. Um, you do another quick burst and you can just do that like two or three times in one workout. Um, and that's a way to start bringing more intensity. Um, do you write that into your programming, guys? That just like, did, if you do strength training for someone, could you write in? Do you write in high intensity stuff on like their off day and help people with that structure? Mm -hmm. I do. Um, so this is that's kind of where I'm gonna go. So like, if you you would do that, maybe like you might start off doing that just once a week. Um, mm. you know, after you've you've built up this baseline of of working out three or four days a week. Now we're going to push you into like a little bit of an intense zone um, for one workout a week. And then it okay. intervals on a macro level because you don't do that every day. It would be every other day at most, you know, we start off and then we'll, we'll add that to once you've done that for three, three, four weeks, we're going to add in a second day um, of doing those but we always want to give at least, I mean, we don't want to do it on back-to-back -back days. Um, I like to give my clients about 48 hours um, in between their super intense days um, just to, just to keep them healthy, not to have them get into a, a you know, overtrained state at all. Um, mm -hmm. And then that, you know, by adding, sprinkling that in, that can really like change things up if you feel like you're kind of getting to a place where you've plateaued. Um, throwing in just a little, like a little sprinkle of, of very high intensity um, cool. for a few minutes, you know, yes. it's a whole lot. Yeah. And that's kind of like fed brain and perfectly to our third layer of just the varying intensity piece of it. And 
again, not going from zero to a hundred, your hormones will not like that. Even though you feel, you might feel like you need to do that to make crazy progress before the summer or something like that. But it's one, it's not sustainable. Your body doesn't like it. And so that might also lead to very frustrating results because your body doesn't want to lose weight when it's in a danger zone. And so if it's, if it's way overwhelmed from work, stuff you have going on at home, uh, you're just not in a good place hormonally. And then you throw on top of it really high intensity exercise. It's just not a good balance. And it, again, the body just doesn't, it doesn't like it. So easing into it is really important. And then like you mentioned, like working with a personal trainer is going to help you to know when will you need to, when is it the time to add in another layer or to go up in intensity? Um, yeah, because you, you're the expert. Minimal effective dose. And I'm Ooh, sure that was you, Emily. Minimum effective dose is what we want. Because if we throw everything at you at first, let's say you're okay. But yeah. like, where do we go? Where do we go? Yeah. So exactly. Do little, little tweaks, get little bits of results, make sure it's sustainable, not sustainable. Okay, let's back off or, you know, not, get, not feeling so great. Okay, let's back off. Minimal, just tiny little tweaks is what we want. Yeah, I love that. Great. Okay, anything else you want to mention about the intensity piece? I don't think so. I mean, I feel like we've really, I mean, we've covered it, you know, and intensity doesn't necessarily mean just cardio either. Um, intensity can mean you are doing instead of only doing like leg day seems to be a little bit more intense. Maybe you do leg day twice a week instead of just once a week. So there's mm -hmm. intensity within cardio, Definitely. but we also be within strength training too. I guess there is one other little thing that we should probably talk about because strength training is like super vague and vast. Um, there's, I like to think of strength training in three, three different realms. Mm. There, you know, any, when you're working in like the one to five repetitions, that would be super heavy, super heavy because you'd be like, oh, I'm going to mm. work five rep max bench press. Um, that's going to help you increase um, power and speed. Um, so people who are doing like powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, like that's kind of where they live. Um, it can build some strength overall, but it's not as functional as our little middle piece, which is going to be moderate load and moderate volume. So we're doing about three or four sets of an exercise, um, anywhere from about eight to 12 repetitions. Um, so you think about like doing, alternating reverse lunges for eight each leg or um, overhead press for 10 repetitions. Um, whatever you can lift for those eight to 12 repetitions, we want to go as heavy as you can between those. those, And that's going to help you. Um, that's going to help you build muscle mass um, mm -hmm. and strength. And then we've got like our third little realm, which is anything that's going to be more than 15 repetitions. That's going to help you build strength endurance. So if you are preparing to like go hiking for the summer or climb mountains, you know, you're probably going to be doing 30 step ups at a time. You're probably yeah. going to be lap pull downs at a time because you are literally going to be using your whole body to climb. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like when you think about doing like bicycle crunches, when you think about holding planks, those things, because our core 
meant for to hold us up long term, like for long distance runners such as yourself, we need our core to be it's endurance. We want to, it to keep us upright for a long period of time. But that's why we're going to be, you know, you hear people holding planks for like a minute at a time doing like 30 crunches in a row without stopping because we want to work endurance. So that makes sense. Yeah. Just want oh, to I love that. Yeah. And I, I also added, cause I know we've been talking about a lot of strength training that involves like machines, but it also can be body weight strength training or banded. I love banded like um, workouts and TRX. Do you ever use TRX type bands where that's body weight as well? Um, a little bit. Um, that less of my, fewer of my clients have that. Oh, that's right. Cause they're going to be virtual. Yeah. Right. So when I work with a client, basically I just ask that they have resistance bands, um, which is super great because if you're not at home or if you don't have a ton of money to pay for things, you know, resistance bands, there's like whole systems of them that you can buy and it makes it yeah. more really accessible for people. Um, but I ask resistance bands, uh, some dumbbells and I love stability balls, uh, just cause oh, you can, yes. them, um, and they kind of substitute as like a bench for a lot mm -hmm. of different. So, um, so those are the things that I ask of people, but, um, but doing anything, whether it's with bands, whether it's TRX with free weights, it's going to help you become more, um, coordinated. It's going to help you, um, yeah. stabilize your body. So, you know, you're like, you can lunge without falling over. Um, it's going to help create more, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? So when you do something on a machine, the machine stabilize is stable. Um, and you just move the weights. Whereas if you, okay. if you were pushing up with a machine, the machine is stable. But if you're pushing up with just a weight, you have to stabilize your own body yeah. or inner body stability. Yeah. Which is so important. I tell my patients in Minnesota, like, you're gonna be so happy you started strength training now, like at whatever age you are, because like, especially living in Minnesota in the winter, like, pretty much everyone catches their, you know, slips on ice like every year. And it's the people who have good muscle tone that are going to catch themselves in order to not fall and break something, you know, it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. So how, um, we'll wrap up. I just say, uh, so how can people get a hold of you? Cause you have a training program coming up and it's one-on-one, -on -one, like you have some openings to do one-on-one -on -one virtual training. How would you like people to get a hold of you? Oh, everyone. Uh, y'all can message me on here. Um, obviously you're, if you're watching this, you're on Instagram, so you can feel free to message me. Um, I also, I mean, my link in my bio takes you to, Perfect. I've got a free program in there, um, as well as, like, if you just want to follow me and get to know me, you can always jump on my newsletter. I send that out once a week. You can, I mean, definitely follow me on here. And, like, I want people to work with me because they they know me and they trust me. So mm -hmm. I try and I'm all the time. Um, but, yeah, message me or um, go, I mean, you can my website, which is kirawilliamsfitness.com. Um, 
And, but yeah, so the program that I'm offering at this time is, um, I only open it up four times a year because I like, and I only open it up to 30 women at a time because I want to, I want to get to know you. I want to get to know your goals want to get to know like how many kids you have and like what your life is like what do you do for work and you know what your deep down goals are and yes and why why because I want to make that connection and truly like most of my clients to be honest with you like I usually only have about 10 spots open in this because I have had clients that stick with me for like five years um at a time because I totally believe it. There's a community piece to it. That is so incredible. Like at least the trainers that I have worked with, like I've just fallen in love with the community that, you know, other people that they train or just like them. Yeah. You get to know them and yeah. It's, just, it's a lifestyle. Um, it really is like, that's, that's the goal for me, for you is to make this a lifestyle and a commitment, something that you can do for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Empowering. So empowering. Yay. Okay, cool. And if anybody's in Minneapolis and wants recommendations also for like, if you'd rather do something hands on um, strength and nutrition or a couple dietitian friends of mine who are personal trainers as well uh, that are seeing people across the Metro and I have other suggestions if you live in different places. So uh, the goal is to make this accessible or you want app ideas. Um, yeah, just reach out to either of us because I'm sure you have a bunch of really good like YouTube and app recommendations because anything to get people started is what yeah. you know what our goal is. So thank you all for listening in. I will save this live. It'll go onto my page so you can watch it if you missed any piece of it. And then if you have any questions, you can reach out to either of us. Yes. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Bye, Bye. everyone for watching.